Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. You can also call us with any employment law questions. That's what you do, Patrick Dolan, now at... Conti and yeah. Dolan, congratulations. Your, your friend Karen Conti and I have joined forces to start a new law firm. And I think the listeners probably know her from listening to the Karen Conti show. Oh my gosh, on with Bob Surratt. Yeah, on with Bob Surratt she's been on right? this show. Right? I mean, it's, she's very busy. She's our legal eagle. She knows <laughs> yes, everything, she right? Does. And I was just so thrilled when you told me off the record last week and was so thrilled to hear that we're you know making it public and uh, you two seem to team up well together. Yeah, we get along great. And you know, she, she as most people know, is a family lawyer. Um, I'm an employment lawyer, so it's all about helping people, whether at home or at work, I guess. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. And we talk about work-life balance. You and Karen yep. got it all taken yep. care of. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Find your work-life zen with Karen and uh, Patrick. I love that. Um, and tell us a little bit about the new firm. Obviously, there's you mentioned the two areas, but you two can work together in many ways. I'm sure that people go and need employment lawyers and family lawyers sometimes at the same time. Yeah, and we and, and we also the firm also does some estate planning work. So we we have you know we have it covered. Um, and a lot of folks who have issues at work uh, also have issues at home. A lot of changes going on under both circumstances, sometimes at the same time. And so these are complex issues. Folks are very uh, stressed, understandably. Um, and so we really uh, enjoy helping folks through those issues. Uh, and you're working through all the fun pains that come with yeah, moving the offices, <laughs> yeah. staff, all that sort of yeah, new phone okay. numbers. Do yeah. you have a new phone number? We do. Yep. Okay. Well, well, actually, actually, it's it's Karen's number. Okay. And so, <laughs> call her cell phone. <laughs> yeah, right. Call her cell. <laughs> I get in trouble. I'm not going to give that out. But okay. Yeah. What is the uh, number? I want to write this it's down. It's 312 332 7800. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. 312-332-7800. Right. And our website's ContiDolanLaw.com. Can people call that number for either family yep. or business? Yep, okay. yep. It's, it's, our firm's, it's our firm's number. 312-332-7800. Yep. I love it when it ends on 100. That yep. makes it two less digits to remember. Yeah, it's easy to remember. Yeah, there you go. So what are some of the reasons people may call you? If they haven't heard you on the show here, or we're trying to like think through reasons why people may want to call us, what sorts of things do you do? Well, kind of from the beginning to the end. So if someone's looking for a job, they may call us to talk about hiring, uh, what are permissible hiring questions. Um, they may talk to us about um, a non-compete that they have with the former employer, and can they go to work for a new employer. Um, maybe it's in a similar industry, same industry, whatever it is. We walk through those issues. Um, and after they get a job offer, we have a lot of questions about on the terms of the offer, so we can walk through those, which are really important. Um, anything that goes on during the job, you have issues at work that may involve discrimination, retaliation, um, uh, you're not being paid as much as you think you should, maybe other folks uh, are being paid more. Oh, that, they can call you if they think, I mean, within reason, right? It's not like, oh, I'm mad that I didn't get a raise today. Well, it depends on the reason, right? So if you, um, if you didn't get a raise, why? Uh, are are other people in your same job category getting a raise? Are they all male and you're a female? Are <laughs> they white and you're African American? You, there are a lot of questions to ask about why you didn't get that raise. Um, certainly, companies have discretion to make that decision, right? But it can't be illegal. 
So you have to ask questions. Okay, why was that decision made? And and dig into it. Interesting. Because if they are issuing raises to anyone else and they don't have a, a, I mean, they have to have some justification, right? To explain why you specifically didn't get one if everyone else is. Yeah, yeah. Those are, yes, those are questions you can ask. And if the answer doesn't sound right to you, and listen, your gut's probably correct in those situations, then you start to ask questions about why. You know, a couple of weeks ago on Your Money Matters, the financial show, we had a whole conversation with a reporter, and we also took a lot of great calls from people about should people share their salary with other people in the office? Where do you land on that? Because um, I know that, I don't, can they... I've, I've heard different reasons. They, people say that, no, you can get punished for that. Other people say, no, you're protected to be able to share that information. In the circumstances where you're talking about where you find out that everyone else is getting raises, the only way you would know that is if everyone talked to each other yeah, about and, it. And frankly, people do. And that's, yes. how, and that's how I find out. Um, I, you know, I don't think it's impermissible to talk about that with other people you work with. Um, the company may have a different view about yes. whether it's confidential, but... I think it's a legitimate conversation to have, and I think you probably should have it, if, especially if you have concerns. Right. And it's happening anyways. It is. Right. It, that's, that's my point. Yeah. They're going to talk about it anyway. Right. It's, it's, it's this growing trend, though, and it was interesting. I had a reporter on who covers um, this sort of thing, and she kind of dove in with a lot of people about the reasons why. Even on dates, how often should you talk about your own salary? Not even within your own company, but like yeah. to dates. And she did this really thought experiment. And she found that it's really led by Gen Z and some of the younger millennials who say, no, we should all talk about what we make so we can kind of fight this fight together. Yeah. And remember, under under federal law, you cannot be punished for discussing compensation um, with others because that's a term or condition of your job. And so you should be able to do that. Um, companies don't like it for a number of reasons, oftentimes, but you should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. All right. 312-981-7200. If you have any questions for us, 312-332-7800. If you have any questions uh, offline for Patrick Dolan from Conti and Dolan, ContiDolanLaw.com. Also have uh, guesses for the question of the day on the line. We'll get to some of those. Again, aside from the Civil War, this has only happened once in U.S. history. It happened to someone who signed our Constitution. What am I talking about? Jerry, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing fine, thank you. Appreciate your show. Of course. My question would be, how many hours on a regular basis do you have to work per week for a company to be considered a full-timer? And are the benefits for full-timers greater than that of part-time interesting that's a good question i know that's a kind of a gray area i've heard like 30 hours right yeah i don't know if it's in law i don't know well 30 is typically the number um you know um most folks obviously work between 35 and 40 it you know if you're on salary you don't have to work 40 you can work 35 or 30 to be considered full-time it depends on your employer um but the illinois human rights act protects full-time and part-time uh, employees. So we we should be mindful of that. With regard to benefits, you know, insurance, healthcare insurance can differ, um, but normally it's 30 hours triggers coverage for employers' insurance purposes. Most people ask about healthcare insurance. Benefits overall, they can be different. If you're talking about obviously vacation, time off, stuff like that, bonuses, anything to do with compensation. Anything to do with benefits sort of outside the, the health care 
uh, realm, they can be different full-time to part-time. Okay, I see what you're saying. Because they could, like, say, well... They could say not, part-timers don't get vacation. Don't get any vacation. Nope, they could say that, for okay. sure. But, uh, Jerry, well, actually, they don't have Mike, to... Uh, Go ahead, Jerry. Most, most pertinent uh, is that whether or not on uh, national holidays, people who would be then considered full-timers... Would they, would they get holiday pay? Would they be entitled in the state of Illinois to holiday pay? Good question. Yeah, yes, they would be. As yep. part-timers? No, no. he said full-time. Oh, it's full-timers. Um, full-timers. Yeah, full, yes. They, yes, he would be. So then we get, get into the argument, is 30 hours or is 35 hours the, full, the, the full-time uh, level, lane to right. be applied to the level to be applied to that particular employee? I guess that is going to be a gray area depending on the opinion of the employer. Yeah, I think most employers would consider you a full-time employee at that number and give you all of those benefits, including holiday pay. Right. Now, a lot of people work hourly jobs Mm -hmm. and end up working a lot of hours in those jobs, but they're not salaried employees. Right. But we might as well mention this year that there's a change in Illinois that people are guaranteed to get some PTO, right? That's right. Um, That's right. And... uh, yeah, you po- you point out um, hourly workers um, oftentimes will work forty or, or more, more and be entitled to overtime pay. So it's not that you're salaried or hourly um, in terms of what you're entitled to. It's how many hours you work. Um, so if you work, you know, twenty or less, most employers will have a different benefit package for you, um, and that's and that's permissible. That's, right. That's fine. But if you're like, let's say you work in fast food or retail or something, yep. you're working hourly and you're working over 40 hours, do they have to give you health care then? Or does it does it matter if you're just working extra hours because you say yes to everything? I guess I, you, you understand what I, I'm asking? I, I do. And, and I do. If you work that number of hours, you're entitled to those benefits. Right. If you work them. It's Consistently. not what you're scheduled right. to. Right. It's not. It's how much you're working that matters. Okay. Sounds good. Hey, Jerry, thanks for the phone call. Okay. Thank you. All right. 312-981-7200 if you have any questions. This is an interesting one. Legal show question. This is from the 630. My coworkers are able to speak English, but they speak Spanish all the time, and that makes it hard for me to stay in the loop and advance in the company. This is from Randy. And I appreciate the question, Randy, because my initial reaction when people say, oh, I can't believe people speak Spanish, I'm like, they just want to speak whatever they want to speak. But I do see why that might be difficult, hard when you're trying to rise in a company if you don't speak the language that is predominantly spoken there. That's interesting. It's a little flip of what we normally hear here. Yeah, and so let's start start with the um, idea that companies um, cannot prohibit uh, employees from speaking a certain language with each other. Um, so, they cannot prohibit it. Right, right, right. So if, if for example... Um, a language is spoken and it's inhibiting someone's advancement, um, then they are uh, entitled to um, be able to participate in in the employer. So, in other words, they have to have their own language spoken. You can't you can't be discriminated against because you don't understand what people are talking about in your job. Okay. Okay, that's important. So, what you're doing uh, in terms of work, advancement, etc., cannot be detrimentally affected. Because you don't speak the language of the employer. Okay. Does that make sense? I think so. Can you explain okay. it one more time? Yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. It's, it's, if, if you're, for example, if you speak English and not Spanish, right. and there's Spanish in the workplace, and in order for you to advance, you have to be able to speak Spanish, that's a problem. Okay. That's a problem for the employer. 
Okay, that's a problem because you could be discriminated against because you don't speak Spanish. because you don't speak Spanish, and then someone can call you. You're right. That's a flip. That's that is a, a flip. flip of what it usually is. That's what I was going to say because yes. I imagine a lot of Spanish predominantly speaking folks. That's right. Can't speak English. That's exactly and might right. Be discriminated against because of that inability to speak English. And as long as it's not um, a bona fide occupational qualification, in other words, you must speak English to be able to Acquire. do your okay. job. Right. Then. It's a problem, right? For so the, the for the employer, right? And they should call you then. Yeah, and but and I will tell you, most of the time, it's not a, a bona fide qualification, right? You you don't have to be able to speak it. Three one two three three two seventy eight hundred is your number. The phone lines are lighting up. The text line is too. Let's keep it going. Let's go to Kate. Kate, you're on WGN. Hey, Kate. Hey, how are you? Great. What's your question? Um, I am a full time employee. I don't always make my 40 hours, but I am between 32 and 40. Okay. For my time at the business, I should have at least four weeks vacation time, but that does not come up. It all accumulates as how many hours I work. That's how I gain my PTO. Okay. And to me... That is by far not fair. Because you think that you're entitled to more, even if you aren't working the 40 hours, because you're a full-time employee. Well, I earned those four weeks vacation. Okay, like by working overtime on the year. company. Okay, okay. Yes, and the company I used to work with, as of January, it would turn over that you had your four weeks vacation. This new company I'm with. It, it does it by hours good. worked. Yes. Okay. What do you think about yes. that, Patrick? We're coming up on news. We've got about a minute. I, I, th- I think actually that's fine. You can accrue vacation. A company can allow you to require you to accrue vacation based on the number of hours you work. Okay. Okay. So that's, that is So if you fine. do 32 one week, 35 the next, there's a formula that that 32 granted you blank amount of PTO. The next week you work 35, that 35 granted you a little bit more PTO. Yep. yep. So one week you it, may work 40, you get more. But it's not necessarily you're locked in at 40 a week, and there you go. Right. And, and the question is, is she salaried full-time? If she is, then she can work less and probably be entitled to all of that vacation accruing as if she worked 40. Are you salaried, Kate? No, I'm hourly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. see, and that's, that's the difference That there. is That is the difference, yes. Kate, I'm sorry. If you yes. want to follow up, yes. i got to go to the news, but if you do want to follow up with Patrick, you can always look into it a little bit more and talk specifics, because I know it's hard to go through sure, everything here. 312-332-7800 is Patrick's number. 312-981-7200 is our phone number. It's Let's Get Legal. We're powered by the Illinois State Bar Association, and it's time for the news on WGN. Patrick Dolan in studio from Conti and Dolan. Yes, Karen Conti and Patrick Dolan, a new firm. Congrats again, Patrick. Thank you. And their number is 312-332-7800. You can talk to Karen about family stuff, Patrick about employment stuff, or both of them, (laughs) if need be. You never know. A lot of us work. A lot of us get married. So there you go. Right. We need you guys. Conti Law, or excuse me, ContiDolanLaw.com. I almost just cut you out of there, uh, Patrick. We've got a lot of questions on the phone line, 312-981-7200, about uh, employment. I want to get to one of the texts before I forget. Is it legal to freeze wages of a long-term employee 
while all the newer employees are getting a raise. So this employee was, quote unquote, made to feel guilty because his earnings were so much higher than the other employees kind of doing the same job because that person's been there longer. He was also employed there longer than everyone else. Is it illegal there? And is there a time limit to recoup past raises if that uh, happens? So um, the short answer is not necessarily, but we recently filed an age discrimination claim uh, for someone who had that exact same scenario because the reason he wasn't getting raises is because he's over 40 and the people who are being hired and receiving raises were under 40. Mm-hmm. So they didn't like the fact that he made a lot of money. Right. And so they hired a lot of uh, people very much junior to him, um, start him off a lower wage, obviously, and raise their pay. And so we thought it was due to age discrimination, that he, he that his salary was frozen right. and he wasn't getting commensurate raises like the other new hires. And you have a case even though he was still making more than some of the junior employees. Oh, it's discrimination. Okay. Uh, yeah, because if he's entitled to a raise, like they got a raise, um, then that's lost wages. The question is, to your question about how long, so it depends when the discrimination starts. Mm-hmm. From that point forward, you're entitled to whatever raise he should have gotten. Wow. So that so that's what it is. And it can really add up over time. So here's why I want to point out why someone should call you. Because if this person goes to their boss and says this, or even HR, their boss might be like, No. Yeah, but what they're gonna say is, Well, you make too much money. Right. You make too much money and, and then you they're know, gonna make you feel guilty about it. You're gonna go back and go, you know, I do make more than them and you're gonna second guess it. But if they walk in with you or with a letter from you or something, yeah, that carries a lot more weight. Yeah, and that's why we've held the claim on on behalf of the client, because their response was not at all acceptable. Yes. Okay, 312-981-7200. Let's go to the phone lines, and we're going to Tim. Hey, Tim, you're on WGN. Good afternoon. Howdy. I have a question for your guest. Yeah, actually, can you hold on one um, second, Tim? Hold on one second, because I am watching a live shot, just in case anyone is curious about this, this balloon off the coast of South Carolina that we've all been following appears to be going down, descending from the sky. I know this is something that people have been following, and we've been keeping you abreast of here on WGN. Lauren will have an update for us at 2 o'clock, but it looks like this balloon, again, it seems for all intents and purposes that the military was going to shoot this balloon down, this uh, Chinese surveillance balloon that we've been following for a couple days. And uh, right now it appears to be breaking apart and falling from the sky from a very uh, high I think they were saying it was at 60,000 or so feet. We'll keep you posted on it. Sorry to interrupt there, Tim. Everyone's curious about the balloon, though, so I wanted to give the update. Keep on going, my friend. All right. Um, so I was recently hired by a uh, local company, um, and uh, but it was through a temp agency. Okay. And it was 40 hours a week. I'm considered full-time. The offer says I'm full-time, but they offer zero benefits. Hmm. No health insurance, no dental. Like, how do how does that work? Whoa, that seems strange. Yeah, well, somebody should provide you benefits, whether it's it's a temp agency or the company that you're placed at. You're entitled to benefits since you're a full time worker. So what do I how do what should, do I tell these people? Well, you should tell the temp agency that you're entitled to benefits and ask them. Where are my benefits? Right. <laughs> you know, just just say where's my benefits package? I, I'm a full time. I employee. tried that. I, I tried that when I when they first brought me on, like when they first told me that I was getting hired, and they just said no. There's no benefits. So so and also where you're placed, the employer where you're placed, they said also no benefits. 
Is that is that what it is? I have not. I haven't. I haven't said anything to them because I don't want to anger them. Oh no, I understand that. I understand that. And there are ways. You know what? Maybe you could talk to your temp agency about. They should be the one contacting. They should ask yes, the, they should be the one contacting your employer, not you. I understand that puts you in an uncomfortable position, but say, uh, "Hey, uh, you know, I'm working for this company full time. I assume they're providing benefits to their full time employees. They're probably not all placed by that temp agency, and so don't I get benefits through them? You should talk to your temp agency about that." Okay, Tim. Okay. Start there, and then call Patrick when right. that doesn't. If, if that, that, if doesn't, that work. doesn't work, give me a call. Okay, Tim? Yeah, yeah, I will. All, All right, Tim. Write down Thank the number, you. and uh, Riddin will make sure you get it. If you if you don't, you can stay on the line. 312-332-7800. That is Patrick's line at ContiDolanLaw.com. Could we clarify something Please. we talked about before? Um, we were talking about discussions in the workplace oh, yes, about, salaries. about salaries. Yes. Right. And we had a great caller and, who seemed thought yeah. that thought that you had said one thing, but you didn't. I didn't, yeah. So uh, under the National Labor Relations Act, I said federal law, just using a general mm-hmm. general term. Um you are protected in your ability to discuss wages with other people at work. You cannot be fired, disciplined, anything for discussing wages. That is absolutely permissible under federal law okay all right there you go so if you've ever been told or punished for uh talking about your salary that might be another reason to call you yep for sure we're gonna go to mary on line one mary what do you got for us here today mary we got mary there there. we'll find out what's going on with mary couldn't get her on the line sure she's shouting into the phone right now and we have some technical (laughs) issue why not um this is an interesting one uh from the a47 i started a new job in august due to a shortage i received very little training i hear there's a lot of that going around i kept asking for a manual or a website and i was told "Ah, it takes a year to learn your job and this is a large health organization says the texter this person was then reprimanded about their performance which The texter agrees maybe wasn't up to the level it could be, but again, the texter wasn't trained. They threatened them with a write-up in their file or uh, maybe to talk to the recruiter or go up to a different division. I don't quite know what that texter means there, but they said they did get a good performance review in December. What should be the next steps? What do you think? Well, if they're – they they should – First of all, I assume that they complained about it in an email back to about the training. Okay. okay. If if you have issues about training or something like that, um, send an email. You want a written record to HR or your boss or HR and your boss. Right. Boss. Okay. Not, you don't even have to be mean about it. Just say, I no, want no, no. this noted. Right. Yeah, right. Like, and, and, you know, it's not, frankly, unusual or illegal for a company to hire somebody and then not properly train them. That's that's not illegal. It happens a lot. Mm -hmm. But you should point that out because if you're going to be disciplined for it, it's really important to to make a record. And I'll point out, if something, if you were told that something's going to go into your personnel file, okay, because of discipline, etc., you have the right under Illinois law to write your response and have it attached to the disciplinary record in your personnel file. And that could so, be really important. Your, really si- important. your side of the story. Really important, because if you file a claim down the road, I we always ask for personnel files, because we want to see if what the company is saying is legitimized or backed up by what's in the file. Do they have to give them to you? They do. Okay. They have to do. Yep, okay. un- un- they have to. Under the Illinois Personnel Records Review Act, 
they have seven calendar seven calendar days to respond. Okay, <laughs> and so we look at that file all the time to see if it matches up with what the company is saying. And if there's a discipline note in the file, did the employee say anything about it at the time, which they have the right to? A lot of people don't know you do, but you do and you should. So you can email your concerns to HR and or your boss, which you should. If it's being placed in your file, you can write something up and say to HR, put this in my file, literally staple staple it to the disciplinary record. And they have to do that. Okay. Boy, that is something I don't think anybody knows. Yeah, I know. They, it's, it's unusual. And it's not like HR says, what's your response? No, no, no. Right? <laughs> not, not normally. No, no, right. Ooh, that's really good. So I wish I would have known that the though, one time I so got So it's, you know, a bad training. It's uh, obviously a really bad business practice, not necessarily illegal. The fact that he got a good review in December, though, I think is encouraging. Um, so I'm not... Sure. Yeah. Going forward, if he's going to stick in that job, go to another job based on what he yeah. said. I don't know. I would get that note in the file, right? Yeah, if you for got sure. written up, get that note in the file. And then if you like the job and, and it's doing okay, you know, a write-up's not the end of the world. No, for sure not. So, um, but if it escalates, call Patrick. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Uh, we're going to take a break here. 312-981-7200 is our phone number. 312-332-7800 is Patrick's. And Mary, we're going to get to your phone call. I know she's ready to go now. After this on WGN. Here with Patrick Dolan, employment uh, employment lawyer and uh, part of uh, Conti and Dolan of our own Karen Conti, a new firm, ContiDolanLaw.com. Got some great questions. I got to get through these. We got a lot of them today. It's Mary, fair. yeah, Mary, you're on WGN. Good afternoon. Hi, thank you for taking my call today. Of course. I really enjoyed listening to you. And oh. Patrick, I have a question for you. Sure. I work for the federal government mm-hmm. and. Um, as a professional employee, and even though I'm a professional employee, I still have the ability to earn overtime with the agency. Okay. Um, recently, the director came out, the local director came out and said, only certain people now are going to be able to earn overtime, and the other people are not. Hmm. Even though we all do the same job. Ah. Literally, we have the same title, the same... Uh, job series. Did they offer the why certain employees yeah. were and, and others were not? Did they explain it? Well, they didn't explain it, but you know, to read between the lines, so to speak, the people that they're allowing to have uh, the privilege of having the overtime pay are the people who work nonstop. Mm. The people who are the high producers who come in on their day off and all that kind of stuff. Ah, the except um, the, the so people. Those are the only people they're letting work overtime. So, ba- and I was wondering. Okay. Go ahead. I was wondering, is that allowable? Interesting. Well, okay. So, I, I so for your group of employees, um, they are not even though they're salaried full time, they're not exempt from overtime under the professional exemption of the FLSA. Is that? Is that what you're saying? Okay. So then, so then, um, uh, they're not exempt. So then people, some people within that group are being allowed overtime and others aren't. Um, the question is why we don't know why. Um, so, and you're saying it might be because of, um, these folks produce more work or whatever it is than others. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. They're the class favorites. Yeah. The class favorite. Well, you know, if it's not, 
anything based on a protected category, like gender, age, you know, there are so many protected categories, then it may not necessarily be illegal. Um, but that's that's the way I would look at it. Age two, though, right? Age two, okay. for sure. So, and Mary, so, if it's everyone's, maybe if it's all the younger employees, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, they, yeah, maybe they don't have families, maybe. so they come I, in all I the time. Look, I, I don't know. I would look at it from that angle, because it's not necessarily that it's illegal, but really, why is it happening for some versus others? And we have to look at those two groups. That makes sense, Mary? Well, and yeah. it, it does make sense, and it is interesting that um, I am the oldest person in the group, there used to be another person my age in the group who recently retired and took another job because, as he said, I can't take it any longer. So okay. it's basically um, those who are 30 or younger versus those that are 60 and older. Yeah, see, that's oh, okay. what I was there thinking. Yep. Um, and so um, age, yeah. dis- age discrimination protects those over 40 who are treated worse than those under 40. Okay, so um, I, w- I wasn't going to ask you your age. I was just going to point that out. <laughs> uh, um, Mary, I think you got to call Patrick, right? Yeah, I mean, right. And that's exactly what I, I was getting I at. I What's really yeah. going on here? Yeah. Uh, you got the number, Mary? I do. I wrote it down. All right, good. Okay, thanks, that, Mary. Patrick, Give me a call. I'll be giving you a call on Monday. Okay, thanks, Mary. Awesome. And when she was saying high achievers, you know, for a lot of people, they come to do the work. They work hard during the hours they work. They can't do coming on their days off because maybe they have kids yeah. and families. Well, guess what? That sometimes is people yeah. over 40 versus it, young whippersnappers. And, and, and if everybody has the same job requirements and duties, then you can make that discrimination analysis. Okay. Okay, I'm just assuming they all do. Mary's going to call Patrick on Monday if you want to, 312-332-7800. Okay, you mentioned the uh, write-up stapling it to the, the personnel file. 847 had an interesting question. Are we, don't we live in a tech world? Does HR actually have paper files for employees? You know what? Some do, some don't. They okay. don't have to have a paper. I was just using state, like, a, like it has to be in the file. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, all right. Great question from the 708. Question Aren't non competes now illegal for all workers in Illinois? My wife's company just sent her a non compete agreement, barring her from working in the industry for 18 months if she leaves her company. My wife's company corporate office is out of state. Is that how they get out of it? Maybe legal in other states. Mm. Go no. on. Okay, so um, Illinois law still um, uh, will uphold a non-compete agreement. Okay, if you make seventy-five thousand dollars or less, a non-compete agreement is illegal. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. Right. So if she makes but less than seventy-five thousand, it cannot. You cannot have a non-compete in the state of Illinois, even if the corporate headquarters are else. But you work where in you Illinois. Work. Okay, it's where you work. But if this person makes over seventy-five, then then um, it can be enforceable against you. But that is a long discussion. Yes, it depends on um, you know how long it is, what you're not permitted to do. What you know? What the company does? There are just so many questions that go into whether non-compete is enforceable as against this uh, an employee. But you know they can be and are still enforceable and legal in the state of Illinois. So here's my question, Patrick. Let's say that it turns out that this one is not legal, mm-hmm. not because of the salary, but for these other host okay. of reasons that we don't want to go through. Yep. Is the time that this person had a chance to say something? over now that she's employed and locked into it or can you go in and fix it and then a follow-up question or secondary 
do we just wait until after she leaves to cause a ruckus? What, what, what's the timing of doing something about this? Okay, so um, you can always raise issues with the non-compete. You don't have to do it upon hire. If you look at the non-compete in your employment agreement or offer letter and say, geez, I don't like it, it doesn't necessarily mean at all that you have waived your right to argue that the non-compete is unenforceable. When it really matters is when you leave your job and you want to get another job. Does the non-compete prohibit you from getting that next job? Mm -hmm. So we can talk generally about whether non-compete is permissible as written under the state of Illinois, but the most important time is when you're seeking to get the new job is it enforceable as against that prospective new employer? Specifically, Specifically. to that. So the and time so, to call you is not necessarily now, but when this non-compete would be triggered in well, the future. You can call me when you're negotiating an offer letter right. about the terms of the non-compete, the length of it, whether it's even in there at all, take it out. That's you know, true, that kind it of seems stuff. like it's a very active situation. And, and you can try to negotiate it when you're leaving in a separation agreement. But even if you don't do either of those things, it's not over. If you say a month or two or six months, say, and this happens all the time, they come and say, I want to get this job over here. I go, okay, let's talk about your non-compete and whether it prohibits you from doing it or whether the company would say it does. Mm. And then we can get into how to handle that because that's not the end of the discussion either. Yeah, for sure. Boy, we had so many great questions today. And I think whenever you're on, Patrick, and I hear these great questions, I know the time's already up, <laughs> yeah. I think... I think there's a lot more of us that need to think about things that happen to us at work, the agreements we sign when we enter a job, or what happens when we leave a job. I think there's a lot more of us that something was done wrong to us, or maybe we think it was, or while we're still working there, than we even realize. Yeah, there's so many employment laws. Okay, and how do people reach you? Um, 312-332-7800 at Conti and Dolan, or pdolan at contidolanlaw.com. Okay. Patrick, congratulations on the new Thanks. firm. Thanks, John. Tell Karen we said hello. I will. And for sure, and we'll talk to you Good again Good to see soon. you. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right, we're going to have an update on the balloon <laughs> at the 2 o'clock news coming up from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom after this.